Down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. tag what is going on everybody how's everybody tonight anthony my man what's going on you tell me bro you tell me well i don't know how it is in texas but in philly for the past few days and counting it has been hot as fucking balls does it get over a hundred there today was 109 oh shit it gets hotter there it, it it's it's been right about a hundred here. It rained today, though. Yeah. Listen, but yeah. uh, I don't know because, yeah, like, when it, it rains here, the thing is, it just seems it cools it off for a little hot minute. But once the rain mm-hmm. stops, it, it's it's hotter. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's weird. But I mean, it's 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 so weird here because you know, I mean, I spent sixteen years in Florida. I've been here about half that time, eight years. But you know, Florida gets hot but that ocean breeze where i'm from really yeah you don't notice the difference until i mean it's like you walk out here and you're like holy fuck get uh, hot 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 you're fucking dying here i i just don't i hate it i fucking i want to go back to florida (laughs) i want i want humidity and ocean breeze and crazy people i want it I want crazy motherfuckers who don't know how to vote. Yes. I, I don't know about Florida. Maybe I'll retire there one day, but I hear California is uh, pretty good, even keel with te- when it comes to temperatures. That shit's expensive, dude. Yeah. I can imagine West Coast living. Expensive. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that shit is pretty fucking expensive, though, man. Because uh, uh, my uh, my sister's husband, my brother-in-law, is from up there. And he always talks about it. I'm like, yeah, great. But it's pretty, pretty, pretty fucking expensive, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, you basically, so, so basically, if you hit the Powerball, if you're just born in the money, that, that's the only way you should ever consider uh, California as an option. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, anyone who lives there will tell you. It's it's a expensive fucking place to live, man. Definitely. Definitely. So, anyway. Now that that's out of the way, I guess we should get into this. What do you think? Definitely. We are going to talk about Chris Farley. Oh, man. This might be a tough, this might be a tough one. Man. Yeah, it is. It, it is. Uh... I guess we'll just get into a little bit of him. Here, well, give me one sec here. We'll get into actually Chris Farley. Christopher Crosby. Chris Farley. Uh, Christopher Crosby Farley was his name. Born February 15th, 1964 in Wisconsin. You could probably tell by the accent. A few certain words he said were kind of like that. Died at the age of 33 on December 18th, 1997. Yes. Uh, yeah, drug overdose, 33 years old, uh, obviously known for his, uh, what would you say, loud, ener- en- energetic, charismatic... Physical comedy and... Physical. Definitely. I mean, you know, people can talk about the physical comedy, and I know, he, you know, we'll get into this as we kind of move on with the show, but, you know, mm-hmm. obviously he had some self-esteem issues. He almost, he always kind of thought like he had to be like the fat, funny guy, but he was more than that, at least in my opinion. I think he definitely could have been. Yeah, he. I mean, yeah. To his trajectory, I think, that was the well, limit. I mean, even look at his comedies when he had the serious moments. Yeah. They were good. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just, yeah, I mean, just look at, um, look at Tommy Boy, where, you know, with Tim Matheson, which is kind of a weird placement for Tim Matheson. <laughs> Remember, he was in Animal House. Yeah. With Belushi, and obviously Chris Farley's idol was yeah. Belushi. So, obviously... Uh, a lot of parallels. Yeah, a lot of parallels there. So, him and Tim Matheson. But, you know, that one part where they're talking, uh, you know, he, Tim Matheson goes, you know, do you want me to lose? Are you trying to, you know, sabotage me? And he says, you know, if if, if I thought that, I'd just want to die. And it was just like like a touching part. And you're like... Oh my God, Chris Farley almost made me cry. <laughs> yeah, just for that, you know, quick half a second there. But yeah, I mean, he 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 definitely could have been more than just the the funny fat guy. He, but that did bring his career to where he could get to be more being that guy. I mean, you know, Adam Sandler was obviously. A huge fan. He cast him in all kinds of uh, of film. And Billy Madison. He was uncredited in Billy Madison, but he was in yeah. it. Uh, what other Billy? Ma- he was in Billy Madison. He was in. Um, um, what's the other Sandler movie? He was in Airheads. He was a cop. Airheads. Airheads. Very good. Let's see. I got his IMDb right here. He's been, let me see. He's done, he's done a lot of a lot of movies. People might have forgot about. He did Airheads. He did a uh, Coneheads. I don't know if you remember that. Oh. 
Wayne's World. I forgot about that. He was in. Uh, he was the police officer or the security guard. Yeah. Uh, he was even in a um, uh, 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 episode, uh, a couple episodes of Roseanne, the TV series. I guess. I don't remember. I don't remember. He was. He was in Coneheads. I forgot about he was in that. Cone- I'm a- <laughs> Uh, he was in an episode of All That. I remember that from the 90s. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> yep, it's, it's, it's got that up there. Uh, Wayne's World 2, I remember that. And obviously Tommy Boy Black Sheep, which I actually... I know you told me to watch Black Sheep, but I watched both Tommy Boy and Black Sheep today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dirty Work, loved that movie with Norm MacDonald and uh, Artie Lang. That was a underrated movie. Yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja, I saw. Yeah, I enjoyed that. It was, look, it was, okay, I like Chris Farley. That's the kind of movie I'm going to watch. Yeah. I never saw Almost Heroes. That, I didn't, and I honest, that was, um, actually, yeah, that was released right after he uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it months. was. Right in, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, a road comedy about two guys whose mission is to beat Lewis and Clark. I'll probably end up trying to check it out, but uh, yeah, I, might, I might check it out. It's one of those movies that, for some reason, I just and I, it's not that I didn't want to see it, but I went through a period like well, I don't know about you, Box, but um, I was still pretty young when he passed away, and that, that I went through a period where I couldn't watch anything with Chris Farley in it because it was depressing. <laughs> No, it really was. It really was. Um, you know, but uh, let's, let's, let's obviously roll back a little bit. Most people are going to really think of him from where he got his start, which was Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, he did, let's see, where was he on those seasons? Was it 94, 95? It was, uh, I want to say it was might have been 90 to 95. Hold on, let's go right back here. Saturday Night Live, 1990 to 1996. That's when, um, 96 is when a lot of the guys from his era, I guess you could say, started being let go. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that, that was an interesting time period because a lot of people kind of looked down on that period of SNL. It's kind of like the down years. That was like the bad boy era. You had, uh, Farley, you had Sandler, you had David Spade, uh, Chris Rock. And, and it's kind of funny, like a lot of those people, they went on an obviously mainstream success. But when you look, kind of look back at the SNL years, a lot of people really wouldn't have predicted that. Like you know, uh, they were doing like um, like Sandler was doing. Remember the Canteen Man and stuff he was doing with um, Alec Baldwin. Oh, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> a, yeah, a, a lot I of do. stuff that would be considered. Uh, let me see. Uh, Anti PC today. Like they would get raked Taboo over the coals today, if they did yeah. some of that shit today. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh hell yeah, they would. Um, obviously, you know, after 1996, when he left Saturday Night Live, he started doing films with, obviously, a great friend of his, David Spade. Oh, they were a fucking great team, man. They were, and I'm, I'm, I like David Spade. I mean, I like some of the, you know, Joe Dirt and all the dumb movies he's done. I like those. But, um, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep made him uh, according to you know a, a hollywood a bankable star both of those filmed and films ended up earning around 32 million each back in the you know mid 90s that was damn good for a, a comedy yeah. film especially especially saturday night live seems to have a stigma to where people have a ceiling yeah and that kind of broke that mold 
a little bit. That those those movies sort of broke that mold. You know, oh look, these guys can fucking do it. But it made him sort of a bankable star in the eyes of Hollywood, which led him to do Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which it was a Farley movie. It was funny. Uh, who was in that? I forget who the hot chick he was with in that. God damn it. I know Chris Rock was in it. Um, Chris Rock, yeah, Chris Rock was in it. Oh, I know. Uh, oh, that, shit. Um, Nicolette I got it Sheridan. Right here. It was Nicolette Sheridan. That's right, guy. Oof, yeah. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, Chris Rock was in it, of course. This was, a, look, again, a Chris Farley movie. Hey man, it's, it's what the show's about, man. It wasn't like I said. I ain't look. It wasn't a movie that was going to teach you a damn. You wasn't going to walk away from the movie going that was deep or that was you know message. It wasn't one of those type of movies. Yeah. It was. It was just. <laughs> it was just meant for dumb fun, and it was. You know, it, it made you laugh. It made you feel good. To this day, I can pop that on and laugh my ass off. Just you know, it's dumb comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and unfortunately, we're gonna just kind of gloss over most of the movies and then we'll just kind of do random stuff about Chris Farley because unfortunately his movie career isn't that long uh it obviously cut short at 33 years old you know Tragic. really he, really after the peak of his career uh, you know he only had a couple good years of, you know, not, you know, he left Saturday Night Live in 96. Tommy Boy and Black Sheep came out in 95, 96. And then he had 97 and 98. And we lost him to a drug overdose right after that. So, yeah. you know, Almost Heroes was his last movie put out. Yeah. And, and, and it's so, kind of ironic, you know, you know, art imitating life. You know, this is the movie show, obviously, not the wrestling show. But uh, I don't know if you remember the last episode they did of us. It was like a group of them. Did you see like that last episode of Saturday Night Live where they kind of metaphorically killed them off? Mm -mm. And it it was it was a deal where I, I guess like they were kind of like out with the old and with the new, you know, like a whole new era deal with WWE. Basically, what they did was everybody, I guess, with the exception of Chris Rock, because he left in 93. All of those characters, right. like, you know, like I said, the Chris Farley's, the Davis Bays, the Adam Sandler's, they basically jumped in like a shark-infested pit or something like that, and they were metaphorically killed off. Like, you can probably find it on YouTube, and I thought that was just hilarious, but it was almost like a putting, like, the nail in the coffin to that era. Because then the following mm -hmm. year, that's when you kind of had, like, uh, Will Ferrell and Tracy Morgan. It's, it's kind of like you had, like, that new class. Because so, SNL's always had that transitional period where, they, you know, you would have that hot, hot era with, the, like, Belushi and Aykroyd, and then you transition mm -hmm. into the 80s where people want to forget, like, that early 80s right. run. Because I think with the exception of Mur Eddie Murphy and, uh, what's the other guy that he was working with on that show? White, the white guy. <laughs> A lot of white guys on that show. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about. Uh, Jim Brewer was there. Um I think no Brewer wasn't there. That was after. No, that. this is before, this is early. Um, somebody in the chat room can help me out on that. Oh, Eddie Dan. No, Adler. no, no, no. Steve no, Martin. No. They were at. This is after. This is Eddie Murphy. Who's the one? I gotta look this up. This is gonna bother me now. Joe pa Joe Piscopo. Yes, thank you, thank you. I knew I'd go. I'd, I I mean, white. You should have said big white guy. Yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. 
he was actually you funny. Said, he was actually funny. Yeah. Oh, he was real I'm funny. I'm surprised too. he didn't go further than what he did. Like I thought he would have had like an Eddie Murphy type career. He's still. I believe this gentleman is still doing a show in Las Vegas or somewhere. Give me a second. We will get back Joe. to Chris Farley. We just sidetracked in typical THC podcast style, folks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I believe he's still doing a show. Give me one sec. I will go to upjoepiscopo.com. Still looks pretty good. He does. He still looks pretty good. Joe Piscopo, one word. He's um, He's got a radio show, which doesn't surprise me. He did have a good voice. He's on Fox Business. Uh, he's got a show, AM 970, The Answer, The Joe Piscopo Show. So he's doing a radio show right now. So clearly he's doing very well. Good for him. Oh, that, that's great. That's great for him. He does events, but uh, yeah, Joe Piscopo's doing fine. Let's uh, let's not worry about him. But yeah, he he did do some really funny stuff. Um, so yeah, you know what? Let's get through the movies and we'll get into some of the best Chris Farley Saturday Night Live things. Because I remember, I, I just watched his Saturday Night Live best of last week. Yeah, and I just know so, from memory because, like I said, um. I'll say this about Chris Farley. Like, I'm a big-time John Belushi fan, but mm-hmm. I, obviously I didn't live through him in real time. In fact, he died roughly two and a half years before I was even born. But I, I became a fan of his through, you know, after the fact. But Chris Farley, yeah. I lived through in real time, and he was my Belushi. He was the guy that, you know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, I could say, yeah, kids, this guy was funny as hell. And it's just a shame that his body of work isn't big enough to really kind of like, I mean, it'll last but it's not like mm-hmm. when you kind of look back, there's really not like a whole lot to go through. Mm-hmm. And it's just a shame, man, because the, the talent was there and the talent for a long career was just there. And it's just a sad that it's sad that it ended. And I'm going to try not to make this too depressing, but when I think about Farley, man, it's just, I just think it's sad. No. Well, uh, two guys who, and, and you know, Farley would actually be probably very flattered that you just said that he was your Belushi. That was his goal the whole time, was to be like Belushi. So, you know, probably really flattered by that. But, um, you know, he basically imitated him. Belushi was another one gone too early. And, you know, another one who had a movie career ahead of him, and it was cut short. Yeah, You know, exact same thing he Went out the same way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ironically enough, they were both found with the last people they were seen with alive were hookers. Go figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, you know, it was you know people had said after he died, you know, he would go on three to four five day benders of just you know cocaine, hookers, and and alcohol. So you know, eventually that will catch up yeah. with you. It, 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 don't get uh, me wrong. I guess when you're young, it's fun as hell. But it, it like anything else, it catches up with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, let's get back real quick. All right, let's get back real quick to the uh, just the movies. Then, like I said, we'll go through his um, uh, Saturday Night Live stuff. Now, you know, uh, we're sitting here talking about Beverly Hills Ninja being not great, but it did finish in first place the weekend it came out. So it's still 
the Chris Farley name still was valuable in Hollywood. He proved it just by making a not-so-great movie still number one over that weekend. Yeah, and so. to me, it, like anything else, it speaks to the uh, not just the star power, but just like the talent. Like great, ta- mm-hmm. you know, like I said, great talent can overcome shitty, shitty material. Like if you put anybody right. else in this movie, even though we're kind of like like giving it kind of like backhanded compliments, if you put anybody else in this movie, it would suck. You would be like, eh. You probably wouldn't even remember the movie, but just the fact that we're talking about it, damn, almost twenty years later, because it came out in '97, it, it, it's yeah. a testament to the guy's talent. You know, Tommy Boy, you know, turned twenty years old last year. They're putting out anniversary editions of it. That's how, that's how much of a mark he left, and how much of a mark he would have continued to left leave if he was still with us. Yeah, yeah, he he was just unbelievable. It it was look, some people with that kind of. You know, it, it's kind of a wrestling term, but that charisma. That, the it factor. Just, yeah, some people just gravitate towards it, and people did gravitate towards him. Um, unf- you know, uh, we were also talking about that film, uh, Almost Heroes, and that film was delayed several times due to Farley's drug and alcohol problems. It was actually delayed a, a few times so he could enter rehab. So that's why that movie came out so late. It was scheduled to come out now. And I'm sorry to cut you off, Bob. No, go. Another go. little known fact that obviously it surfaced this year. I was just getting Chris to Farley it. Chris was going to be the it. original Shrek. Go fucking yes, figure he was. that. And it's actually, if you if you uh, look it up, it's actually audio out there on YouTube and just the internet in general of him actually doing the voice of Shrek. So, well, just imagine if fact, he had lived, that would have changed the dynamic of that whole movie, that whole series. Well, here. Would you like me to play or like a little bit of it? Play. Here you go. The crickets are not me. Just Looking give it a like second. like a fire and a noble romantic mission to warm the cockles of your heart. Yeah. I like my cockles room temperature, thank you very much. Hey, if you're not doing this for cockle warming, why are you doing it? Simple. Fartwad gets his princess. I get what I want. Which is? Now, come on, what do you want? I don't have time to set it to music. Oh, this is another one of those onion things. No, this is one of those drop it and leave me alone. All right. Uh, rumor is he recorded 80 to 90% of the movie. And um, unfortunately, just died before he could finish the recording. But, uh, yeah, just last year was released that he... I, I, obviously, I didn't play all of that. There's a lot more on YouTube you can watch and listen to. Uh, obviously, like you said, would have definitely changed the dynamic of that movie. Yeah, and I don't know. Just, I mean, like I said, I like Mike Myers, but it's just obviously Mike Myers and Chris Farley have a different... They bring have, like, a different, you know, comedic timing. They bring a different energy to a to a, 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 a part. But oh my God, just hearing Chris Farley and Eddie Murphy interact would have been a goal for me. <laughs> that would have been goal. I mean, yeah. you put it to you like it this: w- that little segment you just played. You know, mm-hmm. once again, not to get too wrestling heavy with this, that reminded me of the awkwardness of the uh, Austin Ambrose interview for a minute. <laughs> You're asking me <laughs> shit that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> Wait, are you trying to tell me your childhood was bad? No, no, uh, it was just, you know, I didn't know any better. 
So it was bad, right? No, it's just kind of, you know, I, I just didn't know any better, so let's just move on. All right, so we'll move on as soon as you tell me your childhood was bad, you dumb son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> Poor Dean. Oh, oh, thank, oh, we just dropped knowledge in the uh, chat here. Let me see here. Farley was originally slated to appear in the third Ghostbusters film. Mm-hmm. I got that right about here. a new trio of Ghostbusters taking on overpopulation in hell. In hell. Yep, yep. Uh, he was uh, Davy Pike, author of a children's book, had wanted Farley to play the title role in a uh, TV series based on the books that he wrote, discarded after his death. Uh, he was also scheduled to play the Jim Carrey's role in The Cable Guy. Would that not have been amazing? Yes. Cable guy, Matthew Broderick and Chris Farley together. And I don't give. I actually, I actually enjoy Cable Guy. So I don't give a fuck what somebody. Oh, saying. I love that movie. Under people, it wasn't shit. It was a fuck you. That was a great fucking movie. Stupid. I don't care what you say. Great fucking movie. Yeah, and let's be honest. Every, everybody has that one weird friend that's too clingy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so... And uh, he was also scheduled to do another movie as co-star with Vince Vaughn in a movie called The Gelfin? The Gelfin? Oh, that would have been great. Because, I, I, you know, Vince Vaughn fell He's fallen off. But um, Chris Farley and uh, Vince Vaughn would have been a great pair. Yep, also t- also scheduled at the time to star in a biograph- uh, biographical film about the comedian Fatty Arbuckle. So he had a lot, a lot of stuff um, coming up. Also had been in talks for the lead in an adapt. Uh, I can't speak tonight. In an adaptation of the novel A Confederacy of Dunces. Uh, even expressed portraying, uh, portraying other characters. He had a lot of film work ready to go. Uh, he was going to be huge, and I, I, I guarantee, uh, no, no, I guarantee no pun intended. Nothing, probably they probably aren't as big as what we just named, but he definitely would have took. Oh, he definitely would have been in uh, Grown Ups and Grown Ups Two. He would have been a Kevin James role, no doubt about yeah, it. No doubt, absolutely. in my fucking mind. Like, cause you you could just tell. Like to this day, whenever Sandler or Spade bring him up, you could they almost want to break down. Yeah, I, I definitely believe that was definitely another part that uh, he would have gotten. Uh, some people would say, you know, that the reason, you know, Kevin got all those parts was because Foley wasn't around. Yeah. <laughs> Farley wasn't around. Well, I mean, yeah, knows. I mean, look, and I like Kevin James. I like King and Queens. I do, too. It's just like, too. you could just tell, like, you know, they came up together. Farley and Sandler, mm-hmm. the bond was there. And Sam, I mean, Sam likes the book as friends. I mean, that's clear. Anybody that wa- watched an Adam Sandler movie, he likes the book as friends. He's like a wrestling mm-hmm. promoter. <laughs> Good for him. But, um, yeah, Farley, death, but, you know, it, in this case, it wouldn't have been a case of him just booking his friend. Farley would have, mm-hmm. you know, more than delivered. It, it would have been a different movie. Definitely would have been, man. Would have been... I mean, it still was a great movie, but, yeah, it would have been a different movie. Yeah, it's just like I said, you know, you can't, you know... The same way you can't you can't compare, you know. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to think. You can't compare Big Show to Andre. You can't compare Belushi and Farrell. It's just two different dynamics, but it's it's the same but different. Right. Exactly. 
Exactly. They're both, like I said, you now, know, Andre and Big Show are both big, but it's not the same thing. Right, right. Now, you just mentioned the name Foley. Well, that was you. <laughs> well, both of us did. Oh, okay. You're right. You did. I did. Um, funny. Because I, I believe we're done with the movies right now. We can get into some Saturday Night Live stuff, right? Yeah. Well, let's get into one of his probably one of the most famous skits that he ever yes, did. Yes, and, and I'm sure you have the clips ready. And I yep. am a motivational speaker. Matt Foley. Yes. And you know, yes. Now, where does he live? Now let's get started by letting me give you a little bit of a scenario of what my life is all about. I gotta turn First this up, off, though. I am 35 years old, I am divorced, and I live in a van down by the river. <laughs> Classic, folks. Classic. I will never, Classic. that will never stop being funny to me. Yep, and this was another skit with uh, David Spade was in this. Uh, do I want to say and another? No, I'm sorry. Late... If you look at the clip, you can tell David Spade, who is notorious for being able to keep a straight face to anything, is trying his hardest mm-hmm. not to laugh his ass off. Yeah, and another late great uh, Phil Hartman. Is in this. I'm another. I'm a. I'm a big Phil Hartman. Yeah, fan yeah, too. yeah. Same here. And that. Yeah, that was just he tra- was another trailer. I yeah. guess we'll get into that damn line, but that's another tragic ending. Yeah. Matter of fact, I can actually hear. So, I am divorced, and I live in a van I got the skit down playing. by the river. I'll have to break it up a little bit, but yeah, so there we go. That's... Now, you kids are probably saying to yourselves, hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get the world by the tail and wrap it around and pull it down and put it in my pocket. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there that you're not going to amount to jack squat. <laughs> This is one of his best scenes, man. Absolute best scenes, bro. And, I love this whole. And let thing. me ask you something. I mean, I guess this is subjective, but could you? Would you say that in terms of just like taking it there and getting pissed off on film, that uh, mm-hmm. Chris Farley probably was top five to go from like the sweet, cuddly teddy bear type of guy to just getting insanely pissed off? Oh, yo, he could do it like nobody. And it was else. believable too. Nobody it wasn't like else. you weren't you were laughing, but you you really believed he was pissed off. Oh yeah, yeah, he was all over the place on that. And you know, in watching, I don't know why, but I watched a few of these SNL best stuff. I watched his and Adam Sandler's back to back. If you want my opinion, I think one of Chris Farley's greatest enjoyment on those shows was trying to make Adam Sandler break and laugh because there were many times he did it. And you know what? Right now, David Spade is holding his face, trying not to laugh. (laughs) And, and this scene also has Christina Applegate in it. The scene where he's Matt Foley. Yeah. 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 Well, I think this is the original one. I'm not sure if they all had. Yeah. And and speaking of making somebody, could you imagine if a fucking Jimmy Fallon was on the show back then? They would never be able to get to oh, a yeah. 
Oh, Fallon is great. I, I I watched his best of too, and he's he's pretty funny too, man. I I, I like him. I mean, he's funny, but is... you know, he just has that reputation for always kind of like breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Here, a little more of uh. Let's see. I can play a little more of those. Let's see what's going on right With now. You, buddy. We're gonna be buddies. We're gonna be pals. We're gonna wrestle around. <laughs> he's kind of picking up David Spade. Oh, Matt's gonna be your shadow. Here's you, here's Matt, there's you, there. Right through the table. Listen, he was the old slapstick comedy, you know, fall down comedy, but said some great things. Here you go, here, here, here's a good line from that. From what I've heard, you're using your paper not for writing, but for rolling doobies. You're gonna be doing a lot of doobie rolling. When you're living in a van down by the river. <laughs> yes, and, and like, you know, it, and it's, it, it really is sad, man, because you just know that he would have been one of the uh, standouts, that, you know, because we just recently celebrated the uh, 40th anniversary of SNL. They brought everybody back. Mm-hmm. He would have been all over that show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm watching the, uh, what was the, uh, the Schmidt's gay the him and the him and Adam Sandler. Oh yeah, right <laughs> that one. Now, okay, one of the absolute great and this this skit I just went to. One of the greatest skits, in my opinion, was Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley doing an audition for Chippendales dancers. If you have never seen this. Which- Please go on YouTube and watch this. It is amazing. Yes, and it's been played ad nauseum. So even if you don't know the skit we're talking about, you've probably seen it, just don't even realize it. Yeah, I mean, I can I can sit here and talk about this skit, but you have got to see it. Uh, just go on YouTube, type in Patrick Swayze, Chris Farley, or Chris Farley Chippendales, whatever you want to do. But it is, I mean, you know, Patrick Swayze was at his peak, just did Roadhouse. Close. Fucking, yeah. I mean, you know, and jacked up, built, and there's Chris Farley beside him. And the judges are having a problem (laughs) deciding between him and and Patrick Swayze for (laughs) a goddamn Chippendales dancer. Fucking amazing. Chris Farley's got his shirt off right now. And honestly, and you know, like I said, it, there's something to be said for not just that skit, but just in life in general. When you go for it, when you put yourself out there with no kind of like mm-hmm. giving zero, when you put yourself out there and you give zero fucks, you, you yeah. t- people tend to gravitate towards you. And you kind, you kind of oh, like yeah. I said, you know, like I said, it's like anything else. I'm not sure of Chris Farley's background, but you know, he might might have been a fat kid growing up, so he, that's how he probably developed the thick skin and you know sense of humor. And deflected mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm watching him dance without his shirt. I'm dying. I'm sorry, dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he did. But goddamn. You, like I said, watch this skit and you will see the talent of this fucking guy. Yes, just talent. And you know, and, and you know, you, you said it before when you go all out. Patrick Swayze looks like he really went all out in this skit. Just wanted to make it just as great as Farley did. Yep, no shame. And like I said, and that's what made it work. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I put it to you like this: if you had to put two, like if you had to put 
Swayze out there with another buff guy, it wouldn't have worked. You needed that contrast. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely did. Um, and, you know, this is another one where, and, you know, he, <laughs> I love when, he, for some reason, he was great when he played a woman. Yeah. Especially yeah. when he went, yeah. don't touch my no. fries. <laughs> yeah. Hawks. Here. Each word more useless than the next. The city steakhouse serves the best beef in town. Their sensual setting will set the mood for any romantic rendezvous. Oh, hear that, hey? <laughs> this is where Farley rubs his leg. Adam Sandler is having trouble keeping a straight face, and he's laughing. Okay. Yes. <laughs> like, I swear, like, I don't know if they can ever do this, but I wish they would just... Uh, fucking release a uh, cutting room floor edition of SNL skits. Because you know, as funny as the finished products were, they got to mm. have just like shit that was equally as funny that didn't even make, that never made air. That's never been seen by anybody. Oh, I'm sure some of that stuff is fucking amazing. Um, Alright, we're going to get into probably another one of his most well-known skits right now. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm kind of following the best of Saturday Night Live, but we all know one of his Bam. best skits was Dub Bears. Doubles. I'm Bob Swirsky, sitting in for my brother Bill, who's recovering from his most recent heart attack. And with me, as always, are the super fans Pat Arnold. Hey, Bob. Carl Walersky. Hey, Bob. And Todd O'Connor. How are you, Bob? Real good. How <laughs> are you, Bob? This is probably another one of his most famous skits with George Wendit that he did. Uh, obviously, that's Norm from Cheers, those who don't know. But uh, this is another one where they did all, you know, dub bowls, dub bears, bunch of huge Chicago, like, super fans, like you just said. But Farley was uh, – George Wendit came back to do what, – what did they do? Four or five of these things? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Mike Myers was in it. Great skit, uh, just amazing stuff with him. And, I, it, again, just shows that, I mean, there's just not much this guy couldn't do when it came to comedy. Yeah, and it's just like, like I said, he he just had a knack, man. It's not, you know, you know who he reminds me of? And this might be a, you know, too high a praise for some people, but fuck it. He kind of reminds me of, uh, not even Belushi, Jackie Gleason. A lot of people say Jackie Gleason had like that timing of just knowing mm-hmm. when, like, when to put certain jokes, not knowing how to time the laugh. Mm-hmm. It, it's just like once again, you can't really explain it, but it's just like knowing when to do it and how to do it and why. You just you you really don't have an explanation for why it works. You just know it, that it works, and you just have to do it this way. Which is usually some of the best stuff out there when it comes out. Here, let's play a little more of this real quick. <laughs> Very nice. All right. By the way, I should mention that Todd was kind enough to show up today, even though earlier this week he had yet another heart attack. It's all right, Bob. Actually, this one's really just spigulations. Uh, I just got to limit my pork intake to 400 grams a day. It's tough. Yeah, Yeah, well, the doc says that I got a small piece of Polish sausage lodged in the lining of my heart. Good luck with... (laughs) 
Fucking Farley, man. Just amazing. Yes. And, uh, but... A lot of skits, but I'll tell you, man. One of my favorite Farley moments of all time. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because I'm a fat guy and I can relate because I've had this happen to me before. <laughs> but from Tommy Boy, fat guy in a little coat. Fat oh, yeah. guy in a little coat. Dude, it's over oh, 20 years later. Yeah. I still will sing that shit to myself every now and then because it's funny as fuck. It, it really is. And I've. I think everybody has sang that before. I think every single person in the world has done that little skit or wanted to sing it. Uh, Let's see here. I I got a quick 30-second clip of it from the old tube of views here. Is this your coat? (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> that guy in a little coat. <laughs> that guy in a little coat. Take it off, dickhead. I'm serious. Richard, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> and we all know what happened there. The coat is ripped. So, yeah. Another... Uh, just... There's so many, think of how many things that are quotable that he says and does and, I mean, I mean, so many lines and stuff that he has said. And I mean, look at all the, all the skits we're talking about here. We've had one quote out of it, you know, the, the one that we were doing, you know, doubles, dub bears, that's just all him. And yeah. And it's like, it's stuff that, like I said, you know lives on people still quote it you know i guess well you know mm-hmm. i guess you know farley lived his life on uh one simple quote here i'm not here for a long time i'm here for a good time and uh he definitely had a good time good bad or indifferent he lived life to the fullest just wish just mm-hmm. we had him for a little longer than we did i wish we had him for longer too uh another uh good uh yeah i definitely <sighs> Jesus Christ, I wish we had him for longer. But, you know, I guess when it's your time, that's what they say, right? Yeah, Yeah, whoever the fuck they are. Fuck them, that's what I say. Fuck them and fuck they. (laughs) Fuck they, fuck them, fuck all those motherfuckers. Anybody that works in the corporate corporate environment is always, you know, the office. Who's the office? Who's they? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hate that shit. Yeah, and the uh, awkward interview. Oh yes, he did was classic, another one. Classic stuff. Classic stuff, especially the one with Paul McCartney. I was, oh, so stupid. Uh, and, but here's another one he did with Kevin Nealon when he was on the news. Here we go. I'll play a little bit of it. Why not? Right. That's right. Bennett Brower here with another commentary. Didn't think the suits would have me back, perhaps. Thought they'd have my derriere replaced by one of those cookie-cutter store mannequins. Well, maybe I'm not the norm. I'm not camera-friendly. I don't wear clothes that fit me. I'm not a heartbreaker. I haven't had sex with a woman. I don't know how that works. I guess I don't 
fall in line. I'm not hygienic. I don't wipe properly. I lack style. I have no charisma or self-esteem. I don't own a toothbrush or my scabs heal. I can't reach all the parts of my body. When I sleep, I don't... I sweat profusely. But I guess the powers that be will keep signing my paycheck, at least until John and Jane Q. Buer start to go for the remote so they can get back to watching commentators who don't frighten children and don't eat their own dandruff and don't pop their whiteheads with a compass they used in high school. Thank you, Ben and Bravo, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Jesus Christ. Better and better from this guy, man. Yes, better. I mean, literally, like, you can't, you can't, mm. you know, to quote Enzo, you can't teach that. You really can't. Yeah. This, by the way, this show is going to be murder to get on YouTube. Just so you know, I'm going to have a lot of problems. Yeah. Here. Fuck YouTube and their uh, copyright policies. But, uh, <laughs> I don't care. I will say this, though. I'll get it. You know, um, I'm looking up some clips myself. Uh, do you remember the clip that, uh, the little skit him and, uh, Phil Hartman did for Hartman's, uh, farewell? Mm, it might be on here. Let me see. Which, which, which one? Hey, basically, it, uh... I think, I want to say it might have been Hartman's last episode, and he actually requested to do it with Farley. And it was, it, it, it was, it started off funny, but then, like, they did, like, a little song together, and... It, it kind of hmm. ended, like, like I said, it was kind of like a little, you know, you watch it now in retrospect. It, it really it is really kind of depressing because they both gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the way Hartman went was horrible because I mean his he told his wife he was going to divorce her and he took a nap and she killed him. Yeah, and that yeah, that I mean, that was just like you know up. like I said, man, like <laughs> you know if, if the shit is going wrong, just walk away, folks. And and this is not I'm not even gonna try to be funny or come up with anything clever to say here. If the shit not working, man or woman, just walk away. It's plenty. It's pl- it's plenty of fish in the sea. Life's too short to mm. get stuck in a situation where you're mi- you're miserable. He miserable. She mi- walk the fuck away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should, but you know how it goes. Let's see. If I can't have you, yeah, no one else can fuck that. Yeah, crazy, crazy people. Uh, yeah, let's do a few more clips here. Let me see what else I got. I'm, I want to do the El Nino skit that he did. I don't. You know what? Screw this fucking YouTube well, shit. Let me ask you, I'm gonna uh, get we'll, some. We'll going to do some YouTube clips. Uh, just to show you how beloved uh, Farley is, I'm going to um, sing you a few clips here, box to play, or I can tell you to look them up. Uh, Drop them in the chat room if you can. I'm going to show you one here. Give me one second. Then I can. Yeah, I'll pop them right up from that chat room. Here you go. I'm going to play the El Nino skit real quick. Let's see if there's an ad. Nope. Here we go. Nino. All other tropical storms must bow before El Nino. Yo soy El Nino. For those of you who don't habla Espanol, El Nino is Spanish for the Nino. Uh, now, granted, he's wearing like a robe and a wrestling belt when he's doing that. <laughs> Just remember that. 
So here we go. I got one coming up right here from you, Anthony. This is Conan O'Brien, Conan's tribute to Chris Farr. Three minutes. Damn you, man. I can't play three minutes right now. Uh, where's the other ones you got? You there? Oh, there it is. I got it. Oh, I'm here. Sorry, I dropped that for a minute. Right. Sorry about that. No. Oh, jeez. That tribute one is not a good recording. It's a recording of a TV. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can find a better one. That's the only thing. It's like it was a good quality one, but you know how YouTube is. They pull shit down so fucking fast. Well, the uh, Saturday Night Live Best Of is a tribute to Chris Farley. That whole thing is a Chris Farley tribute right there. So, you know, it, if and that's available pff, fucking any. I guarantee it's available on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, folks, just to let you guys know, like, all of the clips that you're listening to right now, for the most, with few exceptions, are available on YouTube or uh, Daily Motion, Vimo. You can find them. Uh, Some of them are, the, the quality that... varies from clip to clip, oh, yeah. but they are searchable on uh, YouTube and uh, the internet in, in general. Yeah, most of them I played have been from YouTube. The other ones were from the uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, again, the best of slash tribute to Chris Farley. Now, now, let me ask you this, Box. Uh, mm-hmm. Not to get too uh, deep here, but I remember a story. I, I, I'm not sure how true because it's been a long time. But um, I think it was David Spade who said uh, he basically he was distraught, so distraught when Farley passed away that he couldn't even go to the funeral. Like he just he just could. He, I think his exact words were, "I couldn't look. I couldn't look at Chris in a box." I could see that he was. You could tell how good of friends they were. You really could tell in the movies. In, yeah, you can't fake the kind of chemistry know. they had. No, you can't. And just again, just watching Black Sheep and Tommy Boy over, you know, just in one day, you can see the chemistry. The I, dare I say it? You can see the fact that they goddamn fucking love each other. Those two guys. I mean, like fucking. You know, you could see the brother, the the kinship there. They were just amazing together. So, you know, I just you said it before. You can't teach that. You can't force that kind of chemistry. Doesn't happen. Yeah, that Conan O'Brien thing is three minutes. Or did you have a certain part you wanted me to go to on that Conan O'Brien tribute? Uh, well, I added a new one. I added a, a better quality one. This is actually uh, from his newer show uh, on TBS. He actually had David Spade yeah. and um, Adam Sandler on. Farley yeah, and probably, I figured uh, rather than go the depressing route, I picked the funny clip. I'll go to that one in just a second. Yes, yeah, the last one I posted in the chat. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the uh, ad to finish up. There's no skip. So we got to kill about another 15 seconds. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't, I, can't, I can't hit the old skip ad. So we'll run it in just about uh, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. We'll run it right now for you. You do a song about Chris Farley. Yes, You're, yes. Uh, our old pal Chris Farley. And uh, we all love- both you guys, of course, were very close with yeah. Chris. 
Well, what's, that, the, what, what's that all about? Is that, honestly, like on the show, we, 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 we've been running around doing the stand-up show together. It's been the best time. And I got to say, that's like the, the highlight every time. Because we, I, I sing a song about uh, Chris, and all of us kind of just think about how great And the audience goes bananas, because yeah. you just think about But anyways, uh, yeah, he, yeah the, those guys were the tightest. Uh, David and Chris were so tight. And like, yeah. but I was tight with Chris on a, Like, those guys were like real best friends. I, I was another kind of best friend he had. He, when he'd get pissed at David Farley, he'd always come over to me and like, like he had a crazy temper, Farley. So he would just be stewing mad about nothing about him, but just like whatever. Like if a girl talked to him, he'd be like, "Why is that girl?" Whatever. Like he'd get so angry that David was talking to a girl or something, he'd be like, "I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna punch him." And I'd say, hey, "Don't, how, don't hit him." And he'd be like, no, I got I to hit him, Ad. See, I, I'm going I'm to crush him. And I would say, because it doesn't make any sense. If you knock him out, you're known as a jerk. And if you lose, my God, you're known as just a giant pussy. <laughs> and he'd be like, you're right, you're right. You're right. I can see him. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. He was yeah. the best. We all loved that boy. Yeah. Uh, all right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Adam, he'd go, uh. No, and then I would go, yeah. Adam, I think Chris is going to beat me up. I know, you used to tell me that. You were, real, were you really afraid that Chris would beat you up? One time he left me the most horrifying voicemail, which I should have kept, <laughs> about he's going to smash me with a baseball bat. And then I didn't come to work, and then I, I, I got back to him, and when I saw him, he goes, Did you get my joke message? <laughs> uh, I go, I, It didn't sound like you were kidding. He goes, Don't tell Lauren. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, Lauren Michaels, who uh, is the head guy of uh, Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was I don't one know. of those ones I had this year. Because I, I was listening, like I said, I've been in a Chris Farley frame of mind, and I've just been looking at old clips, and I came across that, and that just cracked me up. Oh, there's so many of them for Chris Farley, man. And we, and we could probably play clips all night, but... Uh, I'll never get this motherfucker on YouTube that way. So <laughs> yeah, folks. So we actually kind of, kind of give you, gotta give you like a stream of consciousness opinion on Chris Farley because you know we don't want to get sued, you know, by the uh, not even the PC police, but the uh, real police for a copyright infringement. Yeah, exactly. So let's see, Chris Farley. Here we got a 26 second one we can play here. This is with uh, David Spade, Adam Saylor, and Chris Farley. This is when they all dressed up as girls and worked at Gap. Oh, yes, classic. Absolute funny. Let's see what split part of the uh, skit we're at here. <laughs> you love him so much, why don't you marry him? <laughs> can I have some? Um, sure, Cindy, go ahead. Oh, God, these are good. Uh, Cindy, can you leave some for us? <laughs> I thought you were um, trying to lose weight. Lay off me, I'm starving. Uh, <laughs> there it was. There it was. God damn, he was funny. Yes, I'm like I said, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, the, oh god, I, I'm just envisioning that me- whatever that message was. He left on Spade's uh, voicemail. I could picture him, like, leaving some insane message. I'm going to beat the shit out of you, you little fuck. <laughs> and hey, did you get my joke? <laughs> did you get my joke? Oh, God. 
No, but I got the threatening voicemail you left me. Yeah. <laughs> I can picture because, you know, look, obviously we don't know any of these two people personally, but just based off of, like, you know, their works over the year, I could see Davis Bay being like a sarcastic little prick that would say something to piss Chris Farley oh. off and he would just go off about it. Oh, I, I can just definitely picture, see, yeah. I could picture him making like a smart-ass fat joke and Farley just getting pissed and coming back at him with something. Oh, yeah. I could see that shit myself. Oh, God. Most fucking definitely, dude. I could see that. We should, uh... Man, we should play that one in Tommy Boy when he's about to make the sale and then he loses it. Yeah. Here, give me a second. I just put loaded Tommy Boy up in my VLC here. Here we go. I'm at it. No. Okie dokie. No. Gotcha, thanks. <laughs> just a sec Terrific. here. Perfect. Thanks for your time. Let me say. Maybe. Here it is. You know what? Well, we'll then. Here's what we'll do. Want to end on this note? Sure. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. We're going to go ahead and end on this. I think we've gone through everything Chris Farley from his movie career, his Saturday Night Live career, uh, and, of course, what we know about his sad, untimely death at 33 years old due to a drug overdose. Uh, on that note, let's end on that right there. And uh, what do you say, Anthony? That good with you? Uh, yeah, just rest in peace. And I just wanted to point out another sad irony as I'm going through some of mm -hmm. my notes here. Chris Farley dies at 33, and his idol, John Belushi, also dies at 33. Yeah, that was one of the big uh, little oof. That was the one of the creepy things about it. It was almost like he meant for it to happen. But uh... anyway, on that note, Way to spice it up, Anthony. God damn you, man. You know what? We're going to end it on some laughs, some positive, some positivity. Oh, yeah. We'll put a little laugh track in there. <laughs> <laughs> Death is not funny, kids, but Chris Farley was. Please do yourself a favor right. and look up his stuff. You won't be disappointed. There you go. All right. Check us out on iTunes. Look up THT Movie Review. Facebook. Facebook.com slash THT Movie Review. Twitter, same thing, THT Movie Review. And on YouTube, check us out at THT Movie Review. Anthony, good time, man. Had fun doing this. See y'all next week. All right. There you go. Let's play that skit for everybody right now. I'd just like to add that the spectrometer readout on the nickel-cadmium alloy mix indicates a good rich strobe and fade. Decreasing incidence of wear to the pressure plate. If you could just... Whoa, little fella. You're not speaking my language. What my associate is trying to say is that uh, our new brake pads are really cool. You're not even going to believe it. Like, um, let's say you're driving along the road with your family. And you're driving along. la 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 Woo! And then all of a sudden, there's a truck tire in the middle of the road. And you hit the brakes. Whoa. That was close. <laughs> Now let's see what happens when you're driving with the other guy's brake pads. You're driving along, you're driving along, and all of a sudden the kids are yelling from the back seat, I gotta go to the bathroom, Daddy! Not now, damn it! Truck tire! I can't stop! Help! There's a cliff! And your family's screaming, 
Oh my god, we're burning alive! No, I can't feel my legs! In comes a meat wagon! And the medic gets out and says, Oh my god! New guy's in the corner puking his guts out! All because you want to save a couple extra pennies. And <laughs> to me, it doesn't... Get out. Now! Sir...